This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two of Alabama's congressional members are now speaking out about the Chinese spy balloon that traveled across more than half of the continental U.S. before it was shot down in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of South Carolina. Both Congressman Mike Rogers and Robert Adderholt are calling it a national security failure for the Biden administration, first for trying to hide from the public the existence of the Chinese spy balloon. Fortunately, the balloon's presence was reported on and pictures were made public by eagle-eyed citizen journalists. Secondly, Rogers and Adderholt say that the Biden administration was aware of the balloon's approach over a week ago and did not take preventative measures. Rogers took to social media and posted that this was a challenge to Biden from China and that Biden failed it. Adderholt said on Saturday that he's glad the U.S. military shot the balloon down, but that there's still far more questions now that need to be answered. State Senator Arthur Orr is revealing what entities are behind the recent push for expanding Medicaid or contends that the Business Council of Alabama, as well as insurance company Blue Cross Blue Shield of Alabama, are both pushing for more federal funds to be allocated to the state, or spoke with Dale Jackson on WVNN, saying that these entities want more federal money coming into the healthcare system so that money is generated from sales tax and employees, or maintains that the federal government does not have the money to pay for this expansion, so that this will become the responsibility of the state of Alabama, which will then push it on to the middle-class taxpayer, not these big business associations. The Blunt County District Attorney, Pamela Casey, is speaking further about the early release of hundreds of prison inmates here in Alabama. Casey got a lot of attention at the start of last week by posting a video on Facebook and expressing her outrage that a convicted murderer was sent back to her county without an ankle monitor, as had been promised by the Alabama Department of Corrections. I mean, why would you ever take off an ankle monitor for a guy who's out for murder? And, you know, um, I know some of those people out there will say, well, he only had six or seven months left on his sentence. Well, that was a sentence that a judge gave him. And he should serve it. He's been denied parole. We have a parole board for a reason. And now we have a law that pretty much says, we don't care what you say, parole board. We don't care that you look at the files. We don't care. We're just going to release people when we want to release them. And I just don't think the public understands that this takes away the, I mean, anything a judge does, anything the parole board does, anything the district attorneys are able to do to, in this case, violent offenders. Casey was speaking on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile about why this legislation was even passed in the first place back in 2021. So, yeah, I did see it coming and I did oppose it. And I told legislatures that they did not need to vote for this because it's never what it seems to be. And it frustrates me that, you know, why are you voting for something if it's not what or you're not going to make sure that that's what you what you voted and what's passed is actually what's taken place? You know, that could have fixed this. And they could have said, we're going to exempt violent offenders. We're not going to allow people who have um, homicide, class A, a murder, uh, rape, sodomy, things of that nature. You will not be el- They could have put the- one of those people, one of the legislatures could have stood up for the crime victims in this state and said, okay, I- I'll talk to you about early release, but you're going to take off these violent offenses before we start talking. You can never not worry about an early release bill. 
And I feel like, you know, the legislature has let the people about the crime victims of Alabama down if they don't fix this. They have an opportunity to fix this in this next, next legislative session. I will be eager to see who is going to step up and fix it. The Alabama Department of Environmental Management says that recent water testing has shown that a landfill fire in Moody has not affected the groundwater. ADEM completed the testing at four different locations upstream and downstream of the fire, both on Big Black Creek as well as the Cahaba River. The chief of water division at ADEM, Jeff Kitchen, spoke with WBMA News saying that the public had expressed concern over possible contamination of drinking water, so the testing was done and showed very little water impact. David Butler, however, is disputing that claim. Butler is with the Cahaba River Keepers, and he says that the testing was done too far away from the landfill rather than at the direct site of the discharge pipe, which goes into the water. Two arrests were made in Decatur involving drug trafficking. 38-year-old Jeremy Chapman and 31-year-old Cheyenne Rich are now facing charges for possession of marijuana as well as the trafficking of methamphetamines. The drugs were discovered through a traffic stop in Decatur. Police also found the presence of fentanyl on Chapman during a search of his body at the Morgan County Jail. Chapman's bond has been set to over $1 million. Mardi Gras season continues to develop here in Alabama. The cities of Prattville and Millbrook held their Mardi Gras parades this past weekend. In Prattville, area meteorologists were honored as grand marshals of the parade due to their coverage of the January 12th tornadoes that hit that county as well as other counties here in the state. In Millbrook, the grand marshal was writer Sean Dietrich, otherwise known as Sean of the South. 15,000 turned out for that 18th annual parade in town. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Joe Biden is preparing this week for the State of the Union address that is set for Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. There's no word on whether Biden will say anything in his speech about the Chinese spy balloon that was allowed to traverse over half the continental United States and collect data regarding U.S. military installations from Idaho all the way over to South Carolina. The Biden administration has defended its actions by saying that these Chinese spy balloons have been around U.S. land in the past. In particular, they claim this happened under the Trump administration. However, Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio went on CNN to dispute that claim. On Sunday, he called the action of both Biden and China in this particular case as unprecedented. What is unprecedented is a balloon flight that entered over Idaho and, and flew over Montana, over all these sensitive military installations, Air Force bases, ICBM fields, right across the middle of the country. That has never happened before. That is unprecedented. That, that it flew briefly over some part of the U.S. or continental U.S., that's one thing. But what we saw this week, it's unprecedented. And that's why everyone's reacting the way they're reacting. We've never seen this. But I think more than anything else, beyond just the ability to collect information, it is the, the, the ability to send a, a clear message, and that is that we have the ability to do this, and America can't do anything about it. If they're not going to be able to stop a balloon from flying over U.S. airspace, how is America going to come to your aid if we invade Taiwan or take land from India or take islands from the Philippines and Japan? And, and I think the fact that they would do that leading up to State of the Union, leading up to what was then Blinken's scheduled visit, none of that is a coincidence, and we need to understand clearly there was messaging behind this. Republicans in the U.S. House are now planning to investigate the Biden administration for its response regarding the Chinese spy balloon. 
This particular issue will be incorporated into the already planned probes into Biden's foreign and military policies, which include the 2021 disastrous withdrawal of U.S. military from the country of Afghanistan. Congressman Michael McCall of Texas is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. McCall spoke to the media describing the failure of Biden to prevent the Chinese spy balloon from entering U.S. airspace as an embarrassing display of weakness. The chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, Mark Green of Tennessee, says his panel will look into the Biden administration's response. And the chairman of a newly created Committee for Strategic Competition between the U.S. and China, Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, says that despite the Department of Defense just now getting an $850 billion budget from Congress, the American people were left to see an unauthorized aircraft meander across the U.S. land without a care in the world. Over in the Senate, Democrat leader Chuck Schumer praised Biden for ordering the balloon to be taken down over water in the Atlantic and ensuring the safety of Americans. Over the weekend, the Democrat National Committee met in Philadelphia and voted to approve changes to the way in which that party conducts its presidential primary voting. The DNC voted to do away with the Iowa and New Hampshire primary schedule, and instead they made South Carolina the first state to hold a primary election. South Carolina Democrats will be the first to vote on a Saturday and then followed the next week by New Hampshire and Nevada. Well, it's becoming all too clear what abortion has really been all about with the latest move from the Satanic Temple in the state of New Mexico. That Satanic Temple is now running a telehealth abortion clinic where women can receive the abortion pill in the mail if they complete a Satanic religious abortion ritual. The person seeking an abortion must recite an incantation in keeping with the satanic tenets, then receive a health screening, after which the drug will be sent to them by a pharmacy partnering with that clinic, and the drugs will be sent in a discreet package. The clinic's name is called Samuel Alito's Mom's Abortion Clinic, and the reason behind that whole naming, according to the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, Malcolm Jerry, is that back in the 1950s, the mother of Samuel Alito would have not been able to obtain an abortion and eliminate the life of the pro-life justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. Alito wrote the majority opinion for the Dobbs versus Jackson case, which overturned Roe v. Wade, saying the U.S. Constitution does not confer the right to an abortion. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Alabama Unfiltered, the podcast, as hosts Scott Beeson, Allison Sinclair, and Amy Beth Shaver sit down with the president of Centurion Labs to talk about how to prevent COVID and the effects of it in our society. We've learned a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. We know the masks don't work. We know supplements work. We know God didn't leave us on this earth mm-hmm. without the ability to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You've shown that beautifully um, because we're ordering supplements also. But, you know, Hospitals are not going to apologize. Doctors really won't because you're right. They're probably going to be in fear of liability because that's a culture of medicine. But what can we do? Because we watched our culture crumble and we're sitting at home. We know vitamin D works and we said, nope, don't go outside, stay inside. That killed your vitamin. Like everything we did was wrong. What can we do to prevent that from happening in the future? I think if if another scenario like this happens again, the biggest thing we can do is really not let the lockdown happen. And I think as individuals, we can control that. Obviously, it's harder if you're working with a corporation that says, hey, we can't have you come into work or you're forced to go get a vaccine or whatever. But ultimately, if people aren't willing to take that sacrifice and say, 
look, I don't care what it is. My freedom is more important than what these people are telling me to do or than my paycheck is. Then I think we will lose our freedoms and we'll lose our liberties. And really, to me, I think the one that led us down the most were the churches. Where were the right. churches when this went on and we said, hey, um, worshiping's great, but guess what? It's it's not worth coming to get sick. Right. We're we're not told in Scripture to right. forsake the assembling of one another unless, unless there's a COVID sick. outbreak. Right. I agree and, with you. Yeah. And I think the amazing thing to me is during this whole thing, the churches in California, the most liberal state in the nation, stood up and they said, guess what? We're not going to close our doors. We're not mm-hmm. going to back down. And we believe this is what our commandment is to follow our Lord and Savior. Right. And we're going to do that. And I think that courage is what we need here in the South. But in the South, we fell prey to a... Well, we don't want anybody to think we're meanies. We don't exactly. Meanies, so we're going to be really nice so that they think good of us, even though exactly. most of them dislike us. Which, and that's what we did. Which I, I think is very close to what the German church did when Hitler was rising up. Mm-hmm. They sat silent and watched all this stuff go on because they didn't want to be accused of not supporting the government or right. being the one who was out. But ultimately, as part of the church, that's what we're supposed to do. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 